those type of things just really helped me lock in more than ever. It really doesn't matter, but uh, I've been as locked in as I've ever been in my career. Again, on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon, wherever you are, I'm sure it's a beautiful day in the midst of fall. Um, jumping right into things from last night and kind of carrying off of our last podcast, jumping right into to Monday Night Football. We had Jets, we had Patriots, two pretty much garbage teams this year. Obviously, one's much worse than the other, but kind of a bizarre game. We had some really bizarre plays, really bizarre play calling, and the Patriots actually ended up winning on a game-winning field goal. Spaz, I know you were really wanting to talk about this game. I know you had a couple of player props there. Kind of talk me through what you saw on, on Monday night. This was the most painful game to watch ever. It is painful as a football fan to watch Adam Gase. My Eagles are 11-0 against the Jets all time. Historically, the Jets are a dumpster fire. I want to start a petition on change.org to fire Adam Gase, and I'm not even a Jets fan. He was <laughs> trying to lose that game. It's plain and simple. He doesn't know how time of possession works. There was eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. It's fourth and down for the Patriots. They're about to kick a field goal. And the Jets have too many men on the field. What is Adam Gase doing? He didn't ice the kicker at the end of the game. He had a timeout. He should have. That was a 51-yard field goal try. He could have iced it, maybe, you know, changed the game up. Out of his mind, could have won that game. Is there a worse coach that we've ever seen than Adam Gase? You know, I I have to say, I don't think there is. I mean, this guy is just absolutely terrible. He's ran Le'Veon Bell out of town. Le'Veon Bell out of town. Um, he has Joe Flacco quarterback. And then speaking of, he actually looks pretty good last night. You know, I'm a huge Sam Darnold lover. I liked him at USC. I thought he was a really good quarterback. I still like the guy. He makes great plays. I think he's just surrounded by actual trash cans. So it's interesting to see Flacco come in here and put up 27. Again, I know Stephon Gilmore was out. But still, I mean, we have maybe a debate on our hands whether Flacco continues this season or if they go back to Darnold. I mean, if you're Adam Gase here, and again, you have to keep in mind you're going to be missing a couple brain cells. But if you're Adam Gase, who do you who do you start next week if Darnold's healthy? I'm starting Sam Darnold. Fuck it, why not? You wasted, uh, you know, first round pick on him. Might as well do it. Joe Flacco ain't going to win you any games. Might as well get some Sam Darnold experience. But regardless, who starts? Is Adam Gase fired after this season? Oh, for sure. I mean, 100%. I mean, unless they turn this thing around and win the remainder of their season, which is actually an impossible thing to happen, um, then I think he keeps his job. But he's got to go, right? I mean, this guy is the laughing stock of the NFL right now. It's just kind of funny to see the memes around this guy. I mean, he is the worst coach, hands down. I don't even think he gets another job after this. But you got to fire the guy. I mean, he's just absolutely terrible. What do you think? Definitely. I think... If you fire Adam Gase, it would unify fan, football fans across this country. we got a really divided nation going on with everything politically. Everyone in football thinks this guy's a clown. I think if the New York Jets fire him, it unifies this uh, country. But going on to the weekend games, what do you think about the Big Ten? I see Michigan's pretty bad. Oh, my gosh. Don't even get me started on Michigan. I mean, this team, we may be seeing the worst Michigan team that we've ever seen in our lifetimes. I mean, this team is – so bad. I mean, again, we just got pieced up by Michigan State last week. And then this last weekend, they go into Indiana and they lose again. And not only that, but you have to remember, they're coming in. They got a big game against Wisconsin next week. I mean, you're looking at a one and three start for Harbaugh. I mean, what are the chances that Harbaugh's got a job by the end of the season? Let me 
propose this. Let's say Harbaugh somehow beats Ohio State this year. Does he keep a job? Oh man, that's that's a good question. I mean, I think I think he would. I think that's maybe the saving grace for him. Maybe he's selling out, focusing on the Ohio State game already. I think that may be the one thing that's going to keep his job. I was actually reading an article talking about how um, the, the best fit for him is just going to be in the NFL. I mean, if he gets fired from Michigan, he had all these great recruits coming in. He had, he had the coaching staff and he couldn't get it done. He's just not a college football coach. There it is. I mean, we have a guy like Saban. We got Debo Sweeney. These are college football coaches. Harbaugh's just not there. I mean, Michigan stinks this year. They just absolutely stink. And it's, speaking of stinking, how about Penn State? 0-3? I mean, who saw this coming? They were, I think, coming into the season, they were top 10 team. Another 0-3, unranked, terrible team. I believe they're actually dogs this weekend. I mean, who saw this coming? We have a couple terrible teams in the Big Ten. Again, one of the most surprising things, too, is Rutgers. We have Rutgers actually favored this weekend to win. But so. I got a theory about Penn State. Let's hear it. Penn State hasn't won a national title since 1986. I have something called the curse of Sandusky. I don't think they will win until Jerry Sandusky dies. He's currently in prison. Mm. Now, they did compete in 2016. They won the Big Ten, but they haven't competed nationally for a title in 34 years. I think once Jerry Sandusky dies, Penn State will be great again. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to dog you on that one. I think there, there may be some – some some strength behind that for sure I mean again you look at Penn State it's just it, it's mind-blowing how bad they are this year and then really the biggest game of the weekend that we talked about last week is Clemson you know we, we knew Clemson was going to be down to Trevor Lawrence they're going into Notre Dame into South Bend and what happens they lose they lose without Trevor Lawrence is he really that big of a difference I don't know because when it comes to a big uh, blue blood program like Clemson, the backup quarterback is going to be better than a lot of these uh, starting quarterbacks in college football. I don't think it really mattered. I think Notre Dame showed up to play. I think their fans showed up to get COVID. That was an interesting <laughs> post game uh, field, you know, that you could see. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, I mean, you know it. I mean, Joe Biden is the president-elect here. COVID's officially over. I mean, we're not going to be hearing about COVID anymore. <laughs> COVID is officially over. It's done. But speaking of that, actually, it's funny. Notre Dame, the the student council actually just came out and said that the students that were at the game and who rushed the field, they now have to get tested or they can't register for classes. How bizarre is that? That is ridiculous. Those fans should have known better. But, I mean, if you beat a number one – team in the country I would have done it too honestly but what do you think about the Florida Georgia game that was extremely interesting I think Kyle Trask made his case for Heisman 474 yards four touchdowns what do you think of the game yeah no it's uh, I love the different tune that you're sporting here this week I know last time we talked I believe you called him Kyle Trash if I'm not mistaken you thought this guy was a bum I was on your side too I think I thought this guy was a bum he came out, he proved us wrong against that stellar Georgia defense, put up 44 points. The guy's a stud. I mean, the guy's an absolute stud, but obviously, you know, we say that now. He's going to go out there and throw no touchdowns, five interceptions this weekend, but he looks good. Um, I don't think he's he's a top three quarterback this draft. I think it's if he does go, of course. Um, I think it's just a loaded class of guys. Trevor Lawrence obviously going first, Justin Fields. I mean, we have, we have a big field of guys there, but I don't see – Trask, Trask making that, I guess, making that push into one of those elite quarterback spots. But again, great kid. Obviously, the, the kid's got a cannon for sure. And then I guess really keeping it in the in the SEC there. I mean, the SEC is bad. We talked about the Big Ten. SEC is bad as well. They have one unbeaten team, obviously Alabama, and they have only four ranked teams. I mean, how many times do you see that? Normally, it's seven, eight ranked teams. We only have four ranked teams this year. 
LSU is historically bad. I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting to see what's going on with a lot of these teams. I think a lot of it is COVID-related, just, you know, with all things up in the air, players missing games, players missing practice, coaches all over the place. They got masks on. They got, you know, masks in their mouth. Players can't hear them. I don't know what's going on, but I think the NCAA is upside down this year. Well, all the rankings are just very odd this year. I'm rooting for a BYU in Cincinnati to make the playoffs because how cool would be this insane. year is. I don't think it will ultimately go to that, but – I'm rooting for a uh, underdog this year to make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. And so that was, I guess, really any of the the big games over the weekend. I know we had some couple other ones, but I know that's the ones that we really wanted to talk about. And then shifting over to Sunday, we had a really interesting week in the NFL. You know, one of the things that we're seeing right now, and it's been an ongoing trend with Seattle, is you know that that defense is just that's terrible. I mean, that that's the worst defense in all of football right now. Uh, 44 points the Bills put up on them. And I get the Bills have a good offense, but, you know, what What the hell is going on with the with the old Legion of Boom there? I know it's not, you know, your grandfather's Seattle defense, but what the hell is going on there? It's absolutely astonishing how bad that Seattle defense is. I don't know what the problem is, if they just need a clear house or if they need to go young in the draft. I have no idea. I don't have a solution. You know, bringing in Jamal Adams this year seemed like everyone was hyped up on Seattle saying their defense was going to be the same as it was a few years ago. But every single week, Russell has to, you know, carry the Seattle team and put up crazy MVP numbers to even get Seattle close to getting winning. But if I would have known that uh, Josh Allen's grandma died the day before the game, I would have bet the bills. I lost some money this week on Seattle. Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see that as well. That's that's pretty crazy. But you know, what, some of those dust can impact there, players. Uh, right, was the Ravens. That was a lock of the decade. Oh, yeah. I put rent money on that one. I told you guys to put rent me on, money on that one. Hopefully you did. It was closer in the first half. I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous. But, again, I think the Colts, they just kind of lacked that offensive power. Um, and, again, that, that defense for the Ravens came to play. And, like I said, I mean, that was lock of the decade. Obviously, that hit one by 14 points. Believe it or not, right before game time, that line actually got down to Colts minus one. Started at about Ravens minus three, pushed down four points to Colts minus one. A lot of reverse line movement there. That is always a scary sign to see, but we held our ground, diamond hands, and uh, you know we, we got paid on that one. So I guess really kind of going off of that one, you know, we have a lot of good teams, Ravens, Seahawks, that defense is still up in the air. But what about the terrible teams in the NFL right now? NFC East, I mean, the entire NFC East is just, they continue to suck. Week after week, we watch them, and they just struggle. The only teams they can beat is themselves inside of that division. And a, an insane stat that I saw the other day, I mean, this was absolutely bizarre, is that the Eagles actually have a better chance at 78% to win the division over the Steelers. The Steelers have 72% chance to win the North. Eagles, obviously, in the East, they have a 78% chance to win that. And it's just because of the lack of competition in the East. I mean, I know you're an Eagles guy, but who do you have reigning out of that dog shit division this year? It's going to be the Eagles just because the Cowboys don't have a competent quarterback. The former team known as the Redskins aren't doing shit. And the Giants, Saquon's out. But one thing I'll give the Giants is they have a good defense, but Eagles just have too much of a lead for all those dog shit teams to compete with. It is sad, though, that, you know, you could see a 6-10 and 10 or 7-9 Eagles team make the playoffs and then a team like the Bucks or possibly, you know, the Ravens get snubbed out of a uh, yeah. playoff chance. It's just a really crazy year. Hopefully the NFC is better next year. 
But uh, as far as, you know, surprising teams, I think the Dolphins were pretty surprising this year. Yeah, Do you think Tua's legit? I mean, it's it's hard to say. Obviously, we have a, such a small sample size. But, I mean, man, 250 yards, two touchdowns against the, the Cardinals. Cardinals aren't a, aren't a walkover team. I mean, Kyler Murray's a great quarterback, and he can really wear down defenses. So that offense is on the on the field almost all the time, and they're gassed and they're tired. But, again, Tua seemed to hang in there. An absolute dogfight. No, Michael Vick was not in the on the field, but this I'm talking a, a good old fashioned dogfight. Kyler Murray to a tug of Aloha. I, I don't know. I mean, I like the kid so far. I, I think he's got a future in this thing. Again, the biggest thing with him is has got to be the injuries. You know, he suffered a ton of injuries in Alabama. The guy's made out of paper and, and glass. So we'll see if he can hold up there. But speaking of made out of paper and glass, you know, we have a quarterback who's I believe he's like 43 years old and Tom Brady. You know, this is a team that I, I still think is going to win the Super Bowl. Got absolutely embarrassed. I mean, embarrassed in prime time. This, was, this wasn't even a game to watch. And I got killed on this one. I know a lot of the listeners got killed. Everyone liked the Bucks here. Revenge game, Tom Brady. I don't know what the hell happened. Well, I mean, what did you see? I mean, I, I didn't watch much of the game after the first half just because it wasn't a contest. But what did you see? What went wrong with the Bucks? What I saw was Tom Brady's largest loss in his career history. It was an absolute embarrassment. Bucks should be ashamed of herself. And everyone all season was riding their defense, hyping them up, saying how great the Bucks defense were. They were nowhere to be found. But the real winner of this game was the Saints defense. It was just absolutely embarrassing for Tom Brady. Three picks, zero touchdowns. Uh, you know, it's interesting A.B. came back this week. But he yeah, actually quiet, did okay though. compared to all the other wide receivers for the Bucks. It just seemed like the Bucks could not get on the same – page when the time mattered and the bucks really are going to have a wake-up call after this weekend i think they're going to you know they will be back i ultimately do think they do win the division it's going to be close the saints you know might lose the division by half a game we'll see but ultimately i think the bucks bounce back that defense is going to step up and i know as mad as tom brady is bruce Aarons is even more pissed off especially after he didn't want to bring ab back and now Tom Brady petitioned him to come back. It's going to be an interesting week next weekend. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. I'm just looking at the remaining schedule here for the Bucs. You know, they got seven games left next week against the Panthers. I think they win that game. And then the week after that, they have the Rams. I think they win that game as well. The following week, they have the Chiefs, which I, I think they're going to lose that game. But then their remaining four games, they have Vikings, Falcons twice, and the Lions. I see them winning out here. I see them going six and one to finish out the to finish out the season. I see him getting into the playoffs. Tom Brady in playoff mode. Again, I'm still holding strong. Buccaneers, Super Bowl champions, especially again, you know, we look at other teams that could rival the Bucks. I mean, who do we see? I mean, the Saints obviously they're kryptonite, but Saints aren't a great team by any means. Ravens are okay. Seahawks have no defense. I, I don't know. I mean, are are we sleeping on the Steelers here? I mean, I don't think anyone's sleeping on them. They are undefeated. Claypool is having, you know, his rookie year that everyone was shocked by. I think uh, the Big Ben injury, which was up in the air, obviously he did come back, but he got kind of shaken up in the game versus the Cowboys. I think ben, Big Ben is going to be the ultimate factor if if this team is legit or not. You have that veteran experience, but then you think, oh, is he too old like Tom Brady is showing? But I think the old quarterbacks, what it comes down to at the end of the day is they're honestly, to me, a week-by-week -week basis. Some you have one week where their veteran uh, shows in a good way, where like they make these plays that only a veteran quarterback could make, and then you have some weeks that their age shows and they're not as mobile and they're not yeah. as accurate. 
So I think that's uh, the ultimate answer about the Steelers is as long as Big Ben can play up to expectations, I think the Steelers are legit. No, and I, I would have to agree. This is actually a crazy stat. This is actually with the 8-0 start, this marks Mark, Mike Tomlin's, um, I believe it's 14th straight season without a losing record. I mean, that is absolutely remarkable for a head coach. I believe he is the first in NFL history to do so. Um, don't fact check me on that one, but I, I believe it's something around that. But, it, I mean, it's crazy to see. I mean, we have, we have a coach, a young coach, too. The guy never played football professionally, gets hired in. And, again, 14 consecutive seasons of a winning record, that's absolutely crazy to me. So, kind of shifting over to the hardwood, we have a lot of really cool news here with college basketball starting up. I'm a little, a little hesitant to jump into college basketball just because I'm, a, you know, I'm, still, I'm still scarred from last year with the no March Madness. Uh, Michigan State looked good last year heading into March Madness. So, kind of some open wounds there. But, you know, we just got some news with the, the preseason top 25. Some of the standouts are – I mean, personally, for me, was was Iowa at five. I get, you know, Luke Garza is coming back. I know that's your boy. But also, two was Duke at nine, Kentucky at ten. You know, these are teams that usually open the season up in the top five. Obviously, it didn't happen this year. We actually had Gonzaga at one. What were some of the things that stood out to you this year in the, the AP preseason? I races? never knew that this was Gonzaga's first time being preseason ranked number one. I always knew how good they were, but that was interesting to me. I like Iowa at five. I think Garza is going to be the best player in college basketball this year. I'm ready for the season to start November 25th. There's really not too many shockers because it's going to be a year weird year for rankings, just like it was in football. And I just hope yep. that college basketball can finish because after last year, that was the ultimate tease they ever gave us. And I'm still oh, hurt man. from that. Like I said, open wounds there for, for sure. But one thing that I did want to talk about was, you know, my Spartans here at 13. Tom Izzo obviously announcing that he had COVID. He's kind of an older guy, 65. It looks like he's going to be okay, just minor symptoms with him. But something that I just had to laugh at was Michigan at 25. You know the committee had to squeeze Michigan in. They're not a top 25 team. They're definitely not. It should have been LSU. It should have been Memphis. I could even make the case for a Florida or Alabama. But there's no chance Michigan gets that 25 spot. But they love Michigan. They love to throw them in there. They got the big bucks, especially when they're ranked. And they so the that's going to be one Howard. to keep an eye on. The, the national media loves the story with Jawan Howard coming back to coach. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Same thing with Harbaugh. Same thing. It's the same scenario with Harbaugh. The national media, they love Michigan. They love those players coming back. Again, I, I think, you know, I could be eating my words here, but as a Michigan State fan, I do not see Michigan as a top 25 team this year. Um, another real quick interesting one this year that I saw was, was Arizona State here at 18. I didn't realize they had such a good team this year. I thought a lot of their guys were graduating. Um, they must have had a really good recruiting class. What did you see about that? I don't know too much about them, so I'm not going to comment. I'm just uh, ready for the season to start. Yep, absolutely. I think that's that's fair to say for most people um, as far as college basketball goes. Obviously, nothing going on with the NBA like there ever is, but obviously nothing going on right now just because it is the offseason. I didn't hear any you know news or, or rumors or anything like that. But, you know, tonight we have some action. Maction is officially back, back in action, if you will. Three games tonight, three games tomorrow. Uh, I'm, I'm staying away tonight. There's nothing that really catches my eye. But tomorrow I like a couple games. I'm actually I, – I like Toledo minus three or plus three actually. And then I also – I like the CMU game. Obviously I'm a little biased there. I'm not going to bet that one, but I like CMU there. They look good. They looked real good against Ohio. But I am going to be betting Toledo. We are going to be tweeting that out tomorrow. 
Um, what do you think with Maction? Any, any, uh, this is my here? pick every single week, the rest of the season, the rest of the decade. Any team that ever plays Akron, take that team to cover the spread. Akron is the worst college football of all time. I honestly wonder if Adam Gase's brother is a coach there. They're an absolute fucking joke. They have not won a game since 2018. They're absolutely terrible. Went 0-12 last year. What do you think happens first? Do you think Akron wins a game first, or do you think Adam Gase gets fired? Oh, geez. I, I mean, I think we could be waiting an attorney before either of those things happen. I got to go. I'm going to go with Akron. I think anything can happen in the MAC. Again, it's MAC. They play in the middle of the week at the most bizarre times. And it's so funny to watch these MAC games because no one's ever in the stands. I'm talking pre-COVID. And then to see, you know, with COVID going on, you know, we still have no fans in the stands. So it feels like life is back to normal, you know, on, on Tuesday, Wednesday nights with MAC. So that's always good to see. And then jumping over to Thursday, we have the Thursday night football game, Colts-Titans. The big thing right now is A.J. Brown still questionable. Not sure if he's going to be playing. As the line stands right now, it's Titans minus two. Again, I feel like I'm walking into the woodshed here, and I could get kneecapped, but I, I like Titans minus two. I here, love Titans minus two. This has a similar feel to the Ravens-Colts game from this past weekend. I think uh, Derrick Henry, if you guys are looking for any player prop bet, any time touchdown, Derrick Henry's due. He's going to get one. And uh, I like – if A.J. Brown does play, I like him a lot. I'm going to take his over on the yardage. I'm taking Titans all day. I think it's going to be Titans by at least seven, but this could be, you know, a trap game with the division rival. Yeah, absolutely. And it's actually it's so funny, you know, it's, it's Spaz Parlay King of the South, but, it, you know, you really should change your name to Spaz Player Prop King of the South because it feels like every week you got rent money on the most bizarre player props. You know, you have like Rodrigo Blankenship over – four field goals made over 25 yards. I mean, I don't know where you can find these player props, but you you seem to do pretty well with them. Not going to argue with you there. Um, but, yeah, again, I, I like Titans minus two here. You know, A.J. Brown, I'm not sure if I would go over what his yardage is going to be just because, again, he is questionable. I don't know that they're going to target him a lot. But, again, you're the player prop king of the South. I'm going to have to go with you on that one. And I guess to kind of wrap things up as far as football goes, again, you know, we have a big week ahead of us. We definitely want you guys to stay tuned for our next episode just because, again, there's going to be a lot of really good bets this weekend. We're already taking a look at the spreads and the overs and stuff like that. But the main thing that I want to talk about today, me as a golf fan, is the Masters. I mean, the Masters, we're only a couple days out. It's going to be absolutely beautiful out there in Augusta. You know, the, the fall leaves, it's going to be absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, I know you're not too crazy about golf, but I mean, is there any golfer that stands out to you? I want to talk thing? about real sports. The only golfer I know is Happy Gilmore. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting you say that because I know you're a big NBA guy, but you know, it's you know, kind of a contradicting thing to say there. But personally, I don't know if Tiger's going to get it done back to back. The guys looked terrible all year. I'm telling you guys right now, and I am going to be tweeting this on the morning of the Masters. But I love the player prop bet if that's what you call it, want to call it for golf. But Justin Thomas, a top 10 finish. This guy's been playing lights out. I don't even think – I think he's had maybe one or two finishes outside of the top 10 all year. Again, the guy plays great in majors. He's, he's going to do well. And I believe the odds at that stand right now at plus 140. So top 10 finish for JT, plus 140. I mean, that's that's a solid bet. And then also, too, DeChambeau, maybe a top 10 finish there as well. But one thing that I also wanted to bring up, too, maybe a fun little bet, and obviously this is pretty much all luck, but, you know, we have – and I, I'm going to say no on this one, but we have no holes in ones this week with the, on the Masters at plus – it was sitting at plus 200. 
That line got moved down a little bit to plus 175 last I checked. And they've had a hole-in-one in the last three years. So I'm thinking there's going to be a dry spell here. I'm saying no holes-in-ones. That's going to be another one to take as far as the Masters goes. But I'm super excited this weekend for that. Definitely be watching that. Um, you know, what, what, what do you think this week as far as any other news, rumors, anything like I've just that? been interested to see the NBA teams have been starting to release their city jerseys. Uh, it's kind of a newer thing they've been doing over the last couple of years, but a few teams released them this week. Go check out uh, the ones that have been leaked so far on our Twitter page at Lock and Bets. Uh, so far, it's been Sacramento, Oakland, Philadelphia, and Orlando have all released their city jerseys. So if you like to see uh, anything new about those, go look at those on our Twitter. I don't have shit to say about golf. That is not a real sport. I'm good for this episode. If you have a dollar left in your account and you're going broke, I don't care. Put a dollar on a crazy parlay. Keep gambling. Stay being a degenerate. You already know where I stand. Yeah, absolutely. And so just for some of those viewers out there, can you explain as far as what that means, that that NBA talk? Can you explain that in baseball terms or football terms, just kind of like a real sport, just so our viewers kind of understand what that means, you know, those different yeah, jerseys? Yeah, it's uh, called equipment. You should fucking Google it. It's when a team gets new <laughs> equipment. So, yeah, go fucking keep betting. Okay. If you have a dollar, don't bet on golf. That's not a real sport. Stay away from baseball. That shit isn't happening anyway. It should never happen. Keep betting on basketball. Keep betting on football. Stay with these crazy parlays. Hey, if you have a crazy parlay, send it our way on our direct messages on Twitter at Lock and Bets. Yeah, absolutely. We we love to share it. We love to you know any any bad beats you have. We love to share it with the you know with the the followers and the listeners. So definitely send that our way. Huge weekend of sports coming up. Masters. We have you know again more more news coming out with college basketball. We have a big. Oh, week we, in we football, have breaking news. So we have breaking news. LSU, Alabama, and Texas A&M and Tennessee have been postponed because of COVID. No, no, say it ain't so. That is breaking kidding. news from ESPN. Wow, that th- those are that's a huge breaking news. I actually I was looking at that spread today. Um, yeah, look at this, Alabama. Wow, this is crazy. I actually had today. I saw LSU plus twenty eight. And I was gonna, I was gonna hammer that one. I think I actually did. I put some money on that. I better get refunded on that one. But that is absolutely crazy. You know, we may be seeing the downfall of college football as we know it right here. I mean, those are four marquee programs. That's interesting. That's gonna be crazy. So that's gonna be another thing to stay tuned for next episode. I'm sure we'll have more developing developments as, as far as that goes. But yeah, stay tuned. Again, bet whatever money you got. I don't care if it's your rent money, if you had to take out a loan out, whatever it is. Bet some, bet some parlays. Bet some fun stuff. Have some fun with it. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Follow us on our stuff. You already know what it is. Twitter, Instagram, that TikTok. I'm working on it. So follow us there. And until next time, guys, peace peace out.